but yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages Health, wealth, knowledge yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages When the mind's right, it shines like From the highest heights to the deepest darkest depths And ignites with delight what up good people welcome to episode 157 of the project world podcast this my friends is your holistic and good old common sense pursuit of health and wellness this that good old save yourself health and wellness do you know how challenging that is for many people the idea of saving themselves i don't want us to miss The lessons that have been presented over these last two years. Do you really understand? I keep beating on this because you got to really tap into the psychology of this thing. Of how it was possible to coerce millions and millions of people. To take something not only that they didn't want, but that they didn't need. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know... What the state of that person has to be, of those people have to be, for that to even be possible. Well, you know, Rook, some people didn't have a choice. You always got a choice. You always got a choice. I want to hear that. You always got a choice. You might not like the choices. You might not like the consequences of the choices, but you always got a choice. And you better really, we all, every each and every one of us better really tap into and understand the clinic that was put on. The Matrix gave us some gifts these last two years. And it showed us what happens when you don't know thyself. It tells you what happens when fear is your God. I'm your host, Rook the Great. If you're wondering who the hell told me I'm great, I wonder who the hell told you that you were not. That's not really what we're talking about today. But I I don't want you to miss it. I I don't want you to miss how easy it is. Many of us think we better than we are. You ain't that good. This is why tests are important. Test me and see. Put that faith to the test. Anybody can have faith when all is well. Anybody can be a believer when the conditions are favorable. Who are you when your back is against the wall? Who are you when the world is considering you an enemy? Who are you then? What do you lean on then? Do you fold or do you hold? When the people you care about are now seeing you as the opposition, now seeing you as the threat. When the fear starts to bubble up on the inside, you you thought, right, you said to yourself, I don't really have a reason to be afraid, but now that you see other people around you getting sick, the fear is bubbling up. Who are you then? What do you do? This is why you got to know you better than anybody else on this planet. 
and why the world goes mad, the world goes crazy and tell you this is what you should be afraid of, afraid of. This is what you should be mad about. This is who you shouldn't like. Your job is to turn your attention away from all of that. That is not my concern. I cannot take on all the troubles of the world. I was not designed for that. It's not my job. It's not my purpose. I lack the ability to do that well. What can I focus on? What am I in control of? I'm going to be honest with you. I dig into all the things. In the inner circle, we break. We, we, we go into the so-called conspiracies. We go into what has been done, what has happened. I got it. But at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care about no chemtrails. I am a god. You think I care about some chemtrails? <laughs> Boy, if you don't get out of here. I do what I know to do to the best of my ability in regard to the food that I eat. But beyond that, I don't care. Because I know it is known to me. The program is installed that says anything that comes in contact with me that I put in my body, it is well. It is good. It is perfect. It is nutritious. It is strengthening. It is cleansing. It is too you ain't, you ain't listening to you. You ain't feeling what I'm saying. You're not following what I'm saying here. Think on these things. You can never get away from the mind. You can never get away from the mind. You can never get away from what it is that you truly focus on and replay and create images behind. And you be create convictions or con you connect with. On an emotional level, you can never run away from that. This is why every man will give an account. Because you cannot run away from what is really going on on the inside. We will see <laughs> the fruits of your inner labor. We will see it. So what's going on, good people? That was my opening rant. How you feeling? How you living? Life is good. Life is good. I'm talking to young folks and they mind getting tripped up. Like you got to pull, right? And I'm talking in 24 and under. You have to pull away from the world. You have to pull away from the dialogue, the narrative that tells you the world is just this wicked, hard, and ugly place. You must help yourself. Rise vibrationally by taking in better things in your body. You must help yourself. Direct your attention on things that feed you. By putting some intention and some restrictions behind the things that you watch, the things that you listen to, and the things that you partake in. This is how you help yourself. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about parents, mothers and fathers, the folks responsible for getting us into this life experience, this lifetime. It doesn't really matter what you feel about it, how you like it or not, who you think they were or who, they, who you think they weren't. At the end of the day, those two people coming together are the reason that you are here. Now you can deal with that fact 
or you can be in denial of that fact. You can sit around and and and, and wish that well, it should have been somebody else, and it would have been a lot different if this one was more of this and less of that. The end of the day, that is your story. You cannot change that. And it is fascinating to watch people 40, 50, 60, 70 years old still stuck in the loop of anger and hatred for a parent. There is no quicker way to open a door to illness than hatred for a parent. Oh, I know, I know. I, I can feel the tension like Rook, but you don't know mine. You don't know my mama. You don't know my daddy. It don't matter. It don't matter. Remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago? What's most important to you? Being well or being right? I'm just stating the facts. You can certainly continue the path that you're on and do it your way. It's cool. What does hate even mean anyway? Because I don't think, we, we kind of simplify it. We think, well, to detest a person or you despise them or you dislike them. But when we look at the etymology of it, it means sorrow. To hate you, I got to care. There, there's, it also means mourning. Mm. So there's a state of mourning that I'm in. The fact that I'm caring about this thing lets me, one, know I'm giving energy that I could be. This is powerful, creative energy that I'm putting towards something that is not bringing back any return, not a return that I truly desire, that I could be redirecting somewhere else. So that, that's the first thing that it tells me. But then it keeps me in a state of sorrow, which lets me know I lower my vibration so i'm staying in a lower vibrational state just by carrying hatred for my mama and my daddy i get it there are a lot of valid arguments i'm with you there are a lot of valid arguments there are a lot of this whole idea that because someone is your blood that they can get away with anything. They can just do anything, say anything, treat you any kind of way. And you have to accept it because it's your blood. That philosophy, that's no. <laughs> that's no longer standing. The collective consciousness is saying, no, I don't have to. And then when you dig into the religious side of things honor thy mother and thy father so thy days will be longer that's not even what the verse means you cannot read metaphysical text literally it is not talking about your birth mother your physical mother it is not talking about your physical father so that is where a lot of church folks have allowed themselves to be chained to abusive Mothers and fathers, even as adults, those that guilt them, take advantage of them, manipulate them, but they feel like I, it's my duty. I am required by God to just honor them anyway. And that's not how that works. That is not how that works. But with all that being said, even though... You shouldn't give people a free pass 
to do whatever they want and to treat you any kind of way. You shouldn't do that out of guilt. You shouldn't do that out of obligation because there is some imaginary moral code. I mean, if you do it by all means, do it because you're choosing to. Yeah, you could say, well, Rook, I, I still am choosing to, even though <laughs> that choice is rooted in this idea that is, you know, God's requirement for me. What is the point, Rook? The point is, you will not be here today. No matter what you feel about your mother and what you feel about your father, you would not be here today. This is your story. It can't change. Those two people coming together, I don't care what they were. They could be drug addicts. They could have been strung out. They could have been whatever. At that moment... Your, you at the soul level chose those two people (laughs) as the doorway for you to come into this physical experience. So how could it be wrong? How could it be wrong? I'm just asking questions. You don't have to, it's not about agreeing with me. I'm just suggesting to you that at some point, You're going to have to acknowledge the pain. You're going to have to acknowledge the hurt. You're going to have to acknowledge the lack of love. You're going to have to acknowledge the the disappointments and the expectations and the failed promises for what they were. You got to acknowledge it. You got to face it. And if you've been suppressing it, by all means, confront it. But after that, babe, you're going to have to let it go. You had to let it go because your parents beneath what it is you see them as is on a soul journey just like you. They're on their path just like you. They have their demons just like you. And they got a story. I was thinking about that. I don't know if I talked about one of my grandmother's past recently. And she was a mm, special, special person. Had a streak sometimes. I remember over the years, just had a streak of hatred in her that (sighs) her passing made me sit back and think, I wonder what happened to her. Because if we're all connected and we all come into this experience through the creative force, which is the love energy, something has to happen to create some disharmony there. And when I think about just some of her very unpleasant and despicable ways, I really wonder what was her story? Because everybody got a story. What happened to her? What what was the first time that she had heartbreak or disappointment? What happened when she encountered something that put a lock on her heart? And I'm saying to you that your mother and your father has a story just like you. Well, Rook, you trying to say that that excuses it. It don't matter. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say it don't matter at some point. It cannot matter. You got to get over it. You got to give thanks for the path. You got to get 
thanks for your specific, like this is yours. Your story is yours. I don't know my birth father. I don't know the man. I'm thankful that I, I never went down the route of hatred. I just didn't. I found out. I, I It's a very interesting story, <laughs> story where how I, I found out that he was actually my father. And initially, I was told that another man was my father, right? And it didn't matter because Daddy, Daddy A, I didn't see him. Anyway, I spent a little time with his family, with his mother um, and his sister's children. So I did spend a little time there, but he wasn't involved either. So, I mean, it didn't make much of a damn difference. But I remember sometimes family can be really mean and nasty, especially the women in your family. There's a hurt, man. Generational curses. There's some hurt. That's flowing through many of our lives and many of our families. But I remember, I don't know if I told this story before or not, but I remember I, one thing about my childhood that I appreciate, old school was big on children staying in children's place. Children did not insert themselves in grown folks' business. When certain conversations were happening, you were out of here. So there were a lot of things happening that I wasn't privy to. I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. I like to play. I like to play outside. I like to ride my bike. So I didn't know that there was any discussion about Daddy A possibly not being my daddy. Again, I didn't know the man. I don't even remember what his name was now that I, now I think about it. What was his name? I don't know. But... It didn't matter, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't a a figure in my life, so it didn't matter one way or the other. So I didn't know anything was going on that had caused that to come into question. And I was visiting one of my aunts, and I was saying something about my daddy. I was like, yeah, because my I'm going to go to see my daddy. I'm going to go to my daddy's house. I'm going to my grandma so-and-so house. You know, whatever it was in reg- in regard to Daddy A, my I remember my aunt and her husband just started laughing. Like, girl, that ain't your daddy. I was like, yes, it is. Girl, that ain't your daddy. And they were just laughing. And I could be, I was definitely under six. I know for a fact because my mother hadn't gotten married to my step stepfather yet so i might have been under five this is crazy people think that children don't remember things but i remember it very distinctly i remember the house i remember the living room i remember all of it so i remember running back into the bedroom i kind of closed the door and i started crying because i just couldn't understand as a kid why she would be saying this again i have no point of reference i have no no reason i haven't heard anything nothing has been said so it's coming totally out of left field for me and i remember going back home i was visiting i don't know if it was summer or if it was the weekend whatever the case may be and i remember asking my mother about it 
And it's hard for me to tell this story without getting emotional. It's one of the things now that I look back on that confirms to me one of the reasons why I believe that I'm here. That I really believe that I am my mother's greatest (laughs) manifestation. Out of her deepest desires and hurts came me. But I remember confronting her. And I mean, we were respectful as kids. So I just was asking. I was like, you know, aunt so-and-so said this. And in that moment, I felt like I felt the shame and the embarrassment it just came over her and she kind of just stopped she was just she froze and her eyes kind of glossed a little bit and if if you know mom duke she has never few for words and she's never had a low tone (laughs) she always loud but at this time her voice was very soft and she said to me your aunt had no business telling you that but it is true and I just found out because we had to take a test and although I thought daddy a and it's crazy I don't remember that cat's name but anyway was we come to find out it's not she said and unfortunately the the man who is He doesn't want to be a father. He doesn't want to have anything to do with you. And the heart, like, again, just reflecting when I finally was just kind of going through some things in my life and I was thinking back to that moment, I just, I felt her pain to have to say that to me. And I felt her embarrassment. Or she felt embarrassed that I have to tell my child I thought, that this was your daddy and it's not and I'm ashamed and I felt that and I said okay mama I understand and I did to to the best of my not like I really felt like okay I understand and I don't remember what else was said after that and I just asked her could I go back outside and play she said yes and I did and that was the end of it and I was under, again, I had to be been four, four or five because it was before she got married to who I call my daddy now, which is my stepfather. But I don't call him my stepfather. That's my daddy. He's a man who was in my life, my entire life. But from that age up until I went to college, there was really no more discussion had about it. I didn't wonder. I didn't go through any of those emotional things I just was like okay well I got a daddy but his ass ain't trying to you know holler at me so it is what it is like that's just how I looked at it and until I got to college and my mother received a note in the mail and she called me I lived I mean I went to school about three I think it was like three hours from home So she was like, I got a note in the mail saying your dad is taking me to court to cancel the child support. Now, first of all, this cat was behind like $8,000. Daddy, if you listening, I want my money, bruh. Father. (laughs) 
Or not a matter of fact, my mama. She she's she's owed that money. But anyway. So I was like, okay. She was like, well, I'm I'm just calling to let you know that he's gonna be there. So if you would like to see him, then you know, you can come and go. And I thought about it. I was like, hmm. Well, yeah, okay. I'll come and see. All right, cool. I mean, I didn't feel, I didn't get emotional. I didn't feel like, you know, yeah, this is, this is going to be my time to say this or that. I just was like, okay, it would be cool to see him. Because as of right now, if I saw him on the street, I wouldn't know who he was. All right, cool. So we get to court. I drive down, drive straight to the court. And we wait. And of course, I don't know people coming in. I don't know who's who. Finally, he comes in. My mom says, that's him. I can't see him well, but I see that he looks similar to what he was described to me. Kind of tall, but not really. Slinky kind of guy. Dark skin. Okay, glasses. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. And court begins. We go through the process. Finally, they call us. And I don't, I don't go up. My mother goes up. Him and her goes up. Now, it's so funny about him trying to hurry up and get the court to turn the child support off. Child support was $25 a week. Now, you ain't pay $25 a week. You, you couldn't pay the $25 a week, but you up in here trying to cut, make sure it's turned off because, oh, she's over 18. What are, eight, what are eight G's at, though, bro? Where is that? Anyway. <laughs> so... They go through the motion. I mean, it wasn't even five minutes, I don't think. Like, like yes, she's turned 18. My mother asked about all of what was in the rears. Got it. And that was it. That was it. So we get ready to walk out. And it's hard to describe where it's, it's if one person is walking straight and the other person is kind of walking in an angle. They kind of almost meet. So we were walking straight. And right before we would exactly meet, he passed us. And he walked out of the door. He got in his little, think it was a Pontiac. And he drove off. And that was the end of it. That was the end of it. And so my mother kind of looked at me. She was like, you all right? I'm like, yeah. I don't know the man. You understand what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the hard feelings and the broken hearts what is what what is the word i'm trying to think of a lot of the pains that we have and the emotional hurts is it comes from things that we've created in our own minds i don't know that man it's kind of hard for me to hate somebody i don't know I don't know him. Now, I could formulate in my mind, this is my dad. This is my father. Okay? His seed is what helped me <laughs> get to this planet. He should have been this. He should have done that. And I, I can get angry about it. And I can feel less than. And I can feel that it's not fair. But the fact of the matter is, it is what it is. I don't know the man. I don't know him. And guess what else I don't know? I don't know his story. Well, Rook, his story don't matter. It should matter. He had a job to do and he should have did it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 
Not saying he, 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 that's not a fact. But the fact is, he has a story and I don't know it. Everybody got a story. Don't mean it's a good one, but everybody got one. And I ain't never heard his story. I ain't never heard nothing about him. From my knowledge, I got siblings, a bunch of, or several of them to my understanding. I don't know. I don't know none of those people. And I never think about it because it's not my concern. I have to stay focused on what I choose to be focused on. And I have to be appreciative of what I did have. And here's the real deal. I don't know that my life would have been better with him. I don't know that. It could have been worse. He could have been an abuser. I'm not saying he was. But he could have been. I don't know. It's speculation that my life would have been better. I don't know that to be a fact. It was it was several years after that. Many years after that. Shoot, after I left college, this probably was ten plus years later. I was told he was he was um. My aunt saw him at uh, a food pantry or like a food. I don't even know what you call them when they offer where people can come in and, and get meals or whatever that she saw him there. Well, she thought she saw him. And then the second time she actually saw him. And I don't know how true the dialogue was. Cause you know, I could see her speaking to the him versus him speaking to her, but for whatever the case may be, there, there was a conversation that took place. And as I was told, he wanted to know if I would be willing to talk to him. So I said, well, I would need to contact her and see. And he gave her his phone number. So she called me, said, yeah, I thought I saw your dad at XYZ. I wasn't sure. I went back and volunteered again. He was there. And I was just, you know, talking to him about this, this, that, or the other. And he wanted to know if you would be interested in talking to him. So I said, oh, okay. She gave me the information. I sat with it a couple days. And I was like, well, again, it didn't make me feel no kind of way. There's no emotional connection there. So I didn't feel obligated. Like all the religious part of feeling like you obligated to do something. Like I got to do this to be the bigger person. None of that was there. I didn't feel like, oh my God, this is my moment to know where I came from. And I'm not trying to mock people. I'm just saying I didn't, none of that came up for me. I just was like, hmm. Call him, not call him. Huh, okay. I'll call him and see what he has to say. I'm open. So I call. Um, It rang and rang. The voicemail came on. And voicemail confirmed that it was him. I basically left a message saying, hey, yo, my aunt said she saw you. She was interested. And um, you were interested in knowing if I would be willing to talk. This is my number. I never heard back from him. And that was that. And that probably was eight years ago, maybe. I don't know if the man is dead. I don't know if he's alive. It's really not my concern. The point of me telling you this story is, one, to let you know that everybody got a story, man. Everybody has, most of us, have some interesting parts of our life when it comes to our parents that wasn't all on the up and up. That wasn't what it quote unquote should have been. At some point in your life, it can no longer matter. 
You have to dig deep within yourself to remove anything that keeps you in a tight, a rigid, and a lowered state. And if that is hatred for a parent, you got to start there. You can confront your parents all you want, but I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't going to do nothing but get even more pissed off. Because once you let off your steam, and I think there's a time for that, they're never going to respond in the way that you think they should. They're never going to apologize in the way that you think they should. They're never going to see it in the way that you think they should because you see it from your perspective and they see it from their perspective. But I got something a little bit more than that for you. At some point in your life, you're going to learn that you ain't as good as you think you are. You ain't as good of a person as you think you are. You ain't as squeaky clean as you think you are. Even with your good intentions, you ain't as good as you think you are. So it sounds nice to ride on this high horse. Like you got it all together and that you would have done all the right things. And this is why parenting is so good because there's some things you will never understand until you are a parent yourself. There is some things you will never understand until you put your whole heart and your love into a person and they see it. In the opposite. They don't see your intentions as pure. They don't see your intentions as loving. They see it as opposition. They see the flaws. You you give all you have to give and they still just see the flaws. You need to know what that pain feels like. When I see people who lack understanding and lack compassion, it lets me know they've done very little living. Because living will expose you. It'll show you your own shortcomings. And when you become privy to your own shortcomings, you have a little bit more understanding when it comes to other people's shortcomings. You benefit no one by staying tight, by hating the person who's responsible for your existence. And you chose them. That's the funny part. <laughs> what I look like being mad at my dad. When I chose the man... I got every reason to be angry. I got every reason. I could do what every, all these other women do. Just be mad and men ain't this and dads ain't this. And, you know, why? Why? I have no time to harbor hatred for anybody. I'm on the love frequency. And that's what I see. See, when I, when I can say that I'm operating from love, I'm seeing a thing in its purest form. I'm seeing a thing in its perfection. I'm seeing a thing in its glory. That's what love is. And when you only love people who treat you the way you think they should treat you, when you only love people who are who you think they should be and they behave the way that you approve of. They do all the things that you check off on. That is not love. That's conditional liking. That is not love at all. I can't tell you how to feel about your mother or father. I can't. Well, Rook, does it sound like you've been doing well? No, not quite. I'm just giving you another perspective. I'm trying to show you that everything you do impacts you. Everything you do impacts you. That's why your life feels heavy. It feels tight. 
because you're wanting something from someone that more often than not, you're never going to get. Other people cannot heal the wounds on the inside for you. You got to come to grips with what it was. Where I feel like my mother didn't support me. You know, she she got married or remarried and she favored the husband over me or over me and my siblings. Or um, my dad remarried and put that woman first and allowed her to do. Listen, it doesn't matter. At some point, it can no longer matter. At some point, you have to ask yourself, do you want to be well or do you want to be right you got to lower, you got to, not lower, what's the word? I don't even know what the word is. Get rid of your burdens. Let them go. Anything that holds you, anything that keeps you in a tight state, cuts you off from the creative force. It weakens your life force. And in my personal opinion, it ain't nobody on this planet worth Cutting me off from my greatness. It ain't nobody on this planet. I got time to be hating. Some people get on my damn nerves. Yes. Some people are just. uh, Interesting and special. But I ain't got time to be hating you. I have no time to stay in a state of sorrow. Over something I cannot control. And who you choose to be as a person. I cannot control that. It ain't my business. Some people have, some people don't. Some some people have a mother that was this, this, that, or the other. Some don't. That's just the way it go. And then, and then if we break it down like that, you have had some things that other people haven't had. That's just the way it go. Take what is offered and use it. I don't need no sympathy. I don't need no damn pity. And I now have to teach uh, my own how to <laughs> be very careful with my words here. But I now am having to teach my daughter through example by example. That sometimes people don't meet your expectations. Sometimes your parents don't meet your expectations. Sometimes they um, are not what you would like them to be. And you got to accept that. I'm not saying you accept somebody abusing you. You accept somebody taking advantage of you. You accept somebody lying to you. I'm not saying that at all. That's a totally different discussion. But I am saying the inner work. See, you can release somebody. You can release the hatred for somebody and you still don't have to deal with them. That idea to like force interactions. No, I don't rock with that at all. I can release any tension, any hate, any frustration and anger that I have towards you and and turn my attention and never speak to you again. And there's there's no love lost at all. And the beautiful, that, that phase of early adulthood that kids go through, that we all have went through, you start to learn that people sometimes are not what they seem. Sometimes your parents are not what they seem. Sometimes your friends are not what they seem. Sometimes your cousins are not what they seem. Sometimes, like on and on and on. 
How will you respond to that? What is most important to you? Do you want to be well or do you want to be right? Would you rather just hold on to the hatred? Because just out of principle, it's on GP, Rook. Like, no, you don't know this story here. I mean, your story, that's one thing. But I can tell you some things. I get it. I get it. And if you feel like it's worth carrying that, then by all means, carry it. But if you are confused about why you seem to not be feeling as well as you think you should, your energy is not what it should. Your outlook on life is not what it should. You got lingering symptoms and things going on that nobody can quite put their finger on what it is. You might want to look at what's going on underneath the hood. What what type of sorrows are you carrying? What type of troubles? Are you in a state of mourning and you don't even know it? You still you still mourning the childhood that you wish you had. Well, you didn't. Sorry. You didn't. What good is it? How does it help you to stay there and soak? How? Soak or sore? Which one? You can't do both. How does it help? If we started to ask ourselves for everything that we hold on to, is this helping me or is it hurting me? Is it moving me forward or is it keeping me stuck where I am? No, nah, you just don't understand. I've heard this. It don't like they just they just going through life happy and, 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 and they acting like like they don't forget what they did. Maybe they did forget. Maybe they did. I don't know. What is it? What does it matter? Let's just say mama or daddy were just shitty people. And now they just live in La Vita Loca, baby. Their money is good, they traveling, and they have not addressed anything that they did to you or put you through. So, if it bothers you really, really bad, and you can't stand to be around them to see that, then don't be around them. If you don't want to hear about it, then don't talk to them. You have options. But it's what is happening on the inside. See, to, to cut people off, but still be carrying them with you. And you always know when a person care about something because they can't stop talking about it. Every time somebody talking about something, they bring that up. Yeah, that's just like my daddy sorry ass. Wait a minute, bro. We're not even talking about your daddy. <laughs> that, that's, like my, that's like my mama sorry ass. Okay. Um, we was talking about that, but okay. Can't let it go you're not over it but i don't really care though you do you do care that's why you can't stop talking about it you ain't over it it's time to get over some things it's time to open yourself back up get in the flow don't you know that there's nothing that you can't lack that you can't go without that if you just open yourself up you can put some salve on over them wounds Go back in your creative mind and recreate the childhood that you want to be true. Picture yourself in this lovely little home and that you was outside playing and you had a pretty little grass and your friends would come over and y'all played, you know, hopscotch and whatever. I'm not joking. Rewrite history. You should learn from the people you don't like. You claim they do it all the time. Learn how to do it. If they do it in the physical, learn how to do it in the non-physical. If it's, if it's burdening you that bad, go back and rewrite it. 
I wouldn't look up any history and follow any history that does not serve me. I had a great life. It was poor (laughs) and struggle and broke and unnecessary whoopings. But it was mine's. And I've learned from all of that. And the person that I am today, the person that you're listening to, that I, I that was part of her formula. I do not get here without that. Well, Ro, you can't say that because I know several people that have got to that place and they had great childhoods. I'm not talking about several people. I'm talking about me. Again, that is speculation. Some of our hardships were there, not some of them, all of them were there for a reason. It's the hardships that draw things out of you, that pierces you at the soul level, that gets you closer to who you truly are. You cannot experience anything without drawing it to you. Well, how could I draw that to me at two years old? Because you, your soul ain't two years old. Come on now. Some things we got to let go of. Moving forward, you're going to have no room on your wagon for other people's shit. You don't have no room. You don't have any extra (laughs) energy to be given to things that don't matter. And your mother and your father, if they're still alive, or maybe they're not, whatever. That's on them. Who they decide to be as people is on them. If their story is they did everything right, then let that be their story. What does their story got to do with you? If you know in your heart and your mind what the truth is, what does it matter? But they should just acknowledge it ain't going to happen, bro. It ain't going to happen. Now, unless you want to get into your magic bag and you can start to create in your meditative state scenes where they verbally are saying to you the things that you want to hear. But that take a little work. Most of us ain't disciplined enough to sit down, one, to even believe that it's possible. And then two, to stay focused and concentrated long enough to join forces with that. That means getting energetically tuned with that thing. But you absolutely can create those scenarios in your mind that will help you see and experience that in the physical. So you have many, many options if it means that much to you. If you just feel like I want to hear it, I want to have this loving relationship with my parents, but I need to hear certain things, then that's one way to go about it. I think the most powerful way, though, is this, is to just let it go. I'm not trying to force what wasn't. What is, I accept what it is. My life is what it is. My, my path is what it is. Some of the choices that I made, even, even the choices that I, oh, man, I ultimately end up getting done dirty, boy. Like, try, try it with good intentions, Try to, you know, not be a despiteful person and still got shit on anyway. And that's what I deserve. I mean, energetically. See, that's this is a game of energy. So you can try to say, no, nobody deserves that. Nobody get deserves to be lied on. Nobody deserves to, yeah, 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 yeah maybe, maybe not. But in the energetic realm, you're going to get what you are in tune 
with. That's just how it goes. Do you want to be well, good people? Or do you want to be right? Doesn't mean more to you. Does your wellness mean more to you than you holding on anger and hatred for human beings that you cannot control? Or are you ready to just say, whatever I got to do to step into my best life, whatever I got to do to free myself up from anything that is draining my life force, whatever I got to do, I'm willing. As hard as it may be, I will take the first steps to begin to shift how I see things, to begin to shift how I judge others. The judgment call, yes, it's a time to call a thing a thing. But this idea that I can stay justified in operating outside of harmony, operating outside of love, that I can justify that. (laughs) I don't know if that's the best route to go about it. Free yourself. Life is free and life gets so, boy, I keep I keep coming back to this word burden. When you lift your burdens, life becomes light. When you just say, you know what, I just rather surrender to it all. You know what, I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them win. I'm going to, I'm going to know that I'm right. And I'm going to just let them be right in what they're saying. Maybe it's not important enough to you. I don't know. But when it becomes, when your health becomes a priority, when your wellness becomes a priority, you will willingly sign up to for anything that will lighten your load. Anything that will keep you in a state. What what is it? What is what is my favorite? And I and you know, I heard this Bible verse so many times in church. And, um, you know, it's like anything else. You hear it and you hear it, but it's, it's okay. But I never really understood it until I understood it. Whatsoever is true. Whatsoever is honest. Whatsoever is just. Whatsoever is pure. Whatsoever is lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Philippians 4, 8. Think on these things. Think on these things. I didn't I didn't say that it was easy. Because you got to practice. You've been practicing doing the opposite of that. But now is the time to shift into practicing I could, I have every right to be angry. I have every right to be upset, to hate. I got every right. I will be justified, but I choose not to. I choose love. I choose whatever energy, whatever thoughts, whatever mindset, which will elevate me, I'm going to choose that. Because I, I, I desire that more than I desire anything. I love me more than I love anything. So I'm going to lean into the thing. Even though sometimes I want to or I want to stick it to your ass. I want to cut your ass out. I want to be justified and just, eh. 
Because I got a 10-point list of why all the reasons why you just full of it. But despite all of that, I'm going to turn away from that and I'm going to choose the greater. Because I know the greater. It ain't about me letting nobody off the hook. You ain't letting them off the hook. You're elevating yourself. It ain't, it ain't about, you don't, you don't have to, this idea that you got to punish people. Because if you don't punish it, then they get off scot-free. That's not the way this works. Every man must give an account. It don't matter how it's looking on their end. Whatever it is that they got, they got going on on the inside, that life will deal with them. That's not your concern. It's the elevation that I'm choosing. And I'm going to choose it every time. Sometimes it gets a little bit more challenging than others. Especially the things that we have history with. Especially when it comes to our beloved mothers and fathers. Whatever the story is with your parents, it is what it is. If you are an adult now, it's on you to decide how you will deal with this going forward. What you will carry with you and what you will put down. These are your choices. At some point, you got to grow up. Be angry, fine. Be frustrated, fine. Let off some steam. Make your point known. Share how you feel about some things. Cool, whatever. But at some point after that, you got to let it go. Be done. I've made my peace. I still don't quite feel as peaceful because nobody else can give me peace other than me. But I feel a little bit better that I said what I wanted to say. And I'm done. I'm not going to bring it up every single time I see them because that don't mean I'm done. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to get serious with myself. I'm going to really talk to myself. I'm going to really analyze myself and I'm going to start to feed myself with things that help reprogram my mind so that I'm not just saying that I'm done, but I learn how to really move into a new energy so that I really am done, that I really can see them and be like, hey, and be okay. That I, that I can get engaged with them if I choose to and the old things don't come up. Wellness has everything to do with what it is that you are carrying or not carrying on the inside. This is why we're seeing people who, women, we're going to talk about it, very active. They look good on the outside, beautiful women, got prominent careers, could be entrepreneurs. They are on social media, working out, body looking good. Yet they depressed and got anxiety. Some of them are offing themselves. Why? Because wellness comes from the inside. That's the inside job. That's the true wealth. Free yourself up. Free up the hatred that is keeping you sick, that is keeping you ill, that is keeping you unwell. Or you can be right and suffer. Those are your choices. Think on it. That's all I got for you good people. Until next time. Peace.